This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Well, the entrenched political class in Washington is screaming bloody murder because Donald Trump refuses to observe their vaunted culture and tradition, their, their norms, as they like to call it. But the truth is... We sent Donald Trump to Washington not to observe those uh, norms and and traditions, but to overturn them. The same people that have been ridiculing uh, the uh, the so-called deplorables are now screaming like stuck pigs. Hello, everyone. I'm Jim Dawes, and this is Right Now, a journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Well, the reason Donald Trump was elected, obviously, uh, is that the people that make this country work, the people that go to work every day, that pay the taxes, that fight the wars and raise the next generation, have had their voices ignored by the entrenched political classes in Washington for almost 50 years now. A recent poll revealed that um, 87% of the people that voted for Donald Trump believe that Washington stopped long ago listening to their concerns and serve only the moneyed interest on K Street in Washington. And the political class uh, is validating this belief by fighting Donald Trump tooth and nail and, uh, and continuing to uh, refuse to be held accountable to the people. Uh, that's why when Trump goes out on these rallies um, during this campaign, he fills up, fills up these, uh, these civic centers and auditoriums and stadiums and airplane hangars. And, uh, and people um, from very diverse backgrounds, uh, rural um, moms, union workers, uh, farmers, small business owners, all across this nation, the so-called forgotten people, uh, fill up those venues. We've got a clip here I want to play you uh, that just sort of... Um, is a compilation of um, of all of these venues that he fills up, accompanied by a, a pretty interesting original song. Are you, are you coming to the train led by a man who wants to break the chains? Establishment is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you, are you coming to the train where brave men called out for a wall built by crane? Media is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you, are you coming to the train where brave men called out the fools who lead in vain? Lobbyists are terrified they can't control our reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you? Are you coming to the train where I had of hope side by side with me? Make America great again, break the chains. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. 
So, you know, uh, I think it was Rosie O'Donnell that was on CNN last week uh, telling Jake Tapper uh, that these people were paid to attend Trump rallies. Uh, the, peop- the, the, um, the left is so delusional and so driven to, uh, to delusion by uh, the support for Trump. And I, I'm telling you, it is far greater than the 50% of the polls that the media claim. Um, that that it's really got them uh, making insane statements. Uh, but but this last week we had uh, three separate examples of Trump trying to hold the swamp creatures in Washington accountable, and the establishment uh, rallying around to support. Uh, this obvious corruption uh, in Washington that uh, that Trump is finally calling to account. Um, we had uh, John Brennan, whose security clearance was uh, revoked uh, in response. About a dozen former uh, CIA and military leaders and uh, leaders from the Department of Justice uh, wrote a, a op-ed in, in the Washington Post uh, saying that this is unprecedented and amounted to a... Uh, a constitutional violation of John Brennan's First Amendment rights. Uh, so John Brennan is uh, having his First Amendment rights violated by having his security clearance revoked, and so he goes on a speaking tour of all the Sunday news shows, uh, plus Rachel Maddow and uh, and CNN, uh, and was given you know a guest editorial in the Washington Post, all to decry that his First Amendment vi- uh, is being violated. We also had Peter Stork, uh, the the thoroughly corrupt uh, FBI agent that was in charge of both the Hillary Clinton investigation, where um, nobody was uh, taken before a grand jury, evidence was destroyed by the government, everybody was immunized, and she was, lo and behold, found uh, not guilty of something that she had obviously, um, a law that she had obviously violated. They did it by redefining the terms of the law to require intent. When the law, in fact, if a plain reading of it requires no intent, the Espionage Act I'm speaking of. And then uh, last week we also had 300 um, newspapers from around the country organized by the Boston Globe come out and say that Trump was uh, uh, was uh, infringing on press freedoms because he was calling them fake news and enemy of the American people. The American people see right through this. Uh, obviously, these uh, during media consolidation over the last couple of generations, uh, more and more of these outlets are being held by uh, by uh, moneyed interests, including the Washington Post, owned by um, Jeff Bezos, and the New York Times, owned by Carlos Slim, the largest shareholder, who's uh, um, who's you know, not even an American. Um, but what was really amazing about these these claims and these 300 uh, uh, columns, uh, editorials that had been written by these newspapers is they're all speaking in a coordinated effort to decry Trump, um, you know, calling them fake news, when in fact uh, they were engaging in the definition of fake news because Trump has done nothing to try to stifle or uh, in, hinder in any way their ability to speak. Matter of fact, uh, they went right on in those same editions, um, you know, calling Trump a, a, a budding authoritarian and um, 
a racist and a white supremacist and all of these uh, other uh, derogatory terms they use with that, uh, about them with that, with with absolutely no uh, justification in reality. Uh, if you were unable to to um, peruse any of these 300 editorials, I did it for you, and I put together sort of an executive summary of uh, of what they had to say uh, during these uh, these 300 editorials. <laughs> Because that's what it was. It was just crying. It, it, you know, uh, they, they've been teeing off on this president ever since uh, he announced for presidency. And, and now they, they complain when he gives it right back to them. But um, I also want to talk about, uh, you know, this, uh, this thing with Brennan getting his uh, security clearance revoked. He went on the speaking tour that I mentioned on, on all these uh, these news outlets, and I'll play you a clip from that uh, shortly. But, uh, but you know, the New York Times and the Washington Post and all the talking heads on the network TV rallied around him and said somehow that this was, uh, you know, Trump getting political retribution on somebody that had uh, criticized him. Well, John Brennan didn't just criticize Trump. He didn't take policy differences with him. He called him a traitor. He said uh, he said that uh, not believing and uh, swallowing wholeheartedly uh, the the lie that the deep state in the intelligence and and law enforcement communities uh, didn't in fact uh, engage in um, misbehavior uh, and try to subvert the 2016 elections because he didn't believe that that somehow that was traitorous. Here's John Brennan um, trying to trying to sort of soft pedal some of his previous statements on uh, on Rachel Maddow's show. For the president of the United States to continue to prevaricate on this issue, I think does a, a great injustice and a disservice to the men and women of the intelligence law enforcement community, and does a great disservice to the uh, citizens of the United States. And that's why I said it was nothing short of treasonous. I didn't mean that he committed treason, but it was a term that I used, nothing short of treasonous. Well, you didn't mean that he committed treason, though. I said it's nothing short of treasonous. That was the term that I used, yeah. That's that. If we, if we diagram the sentence, nothing short of treasonous means it's treason. <laughs> you know, on top of being thoroughly corrupt and uh, his, his loyalties in severe question, John Brennan's got to be one of the dumbest um, people that have ever risen as high as he did in Washington. And I believe the reason he was able to do that is because he was corrupt and willing to do whatever his political masters uh, told him to do, including uh, working, ginning up the lies that led us into the Iraq war. He was uh, George Tenet's chief of staff uh, at CIA when they, uh, when they ginned up the case for war in Iraq. And uh, in fact, um, Brennan testified uh, that that uh, Iraq did have WMDs in his opinion, something that was no evidence for whatsoever. So he's got a lot of nerve calling uh, calling the president a traitor when, in fact, he violated his oath of office um, and and ended up uh, costing American thousands of uh, of American lives and trillions in treasure during the disastrous Iraq war. Um, 
James Clapper um, saw that John Brennan had had his uh, security clearance revoked. And I think he decided that uh, it's, you know, just too lucrative to hold this security clearance and that he um, might want to try to get back on the right side of this issue. And uh, and they, he went on CNN trying to crawfish and basically throw uh, John Brennan under the bus. Do you think that John Brennan's hyperbole is an issue here, is one of the reasons we're having this crisis? Well, I, I, I think it is. Uh, I think, um, you know, John uh, is, is sort of like a freight train, and uh, he's going to say what's on his mind. Uh, I think, though, that the common denominator among all of us that have been speaking up, though, is genuine concern about the jeopardy or threats to our institutions and values. And although we may express that in, in, in different ways, and I think that's what this, this really is about. But John and, and his rhetoric have become, uh, I think, an issue in and of itself. Well, the interesting thing about that is James Clapper has recently written a book in which he claims that the Russians actually um, elected Donald Trump president. So it wasn't uh, Hillary Clinton uh, that was uh, out there uh, barely campaigning, uh, drawing small crowds, uh, calling Trump supporters deplorable, um, failing to uh, campaign in Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Minnesota. No, it was it was none of that. It was the Russians and their hundred thousand dollar social media budget that uh, was spent half. Um, supporting uh, Hillary Clinton and half supporting Donald Trump that were the margin of uh, of Trump's victory. So, uh, you know, James Brennan has been just as guilty as, um, I mean, uh, James Clapper has been just as guilty of John Brennan of misusing his position uh, both before, during, and after uh, the 2016 presidential election. Um, but Trump is finally uh, coming in there, uh, uh, cleaning out the swamp, holding people accountable. They're raising uh, hell about it. Uh, they've got their willing accomplices in the mainstream media uh, supporting their um, their narrative that uh, somehow Trump is a threat to, the, um, to our democracy, when in fact it was the, the deep state that violated their constitution, um, con- their oath to the constitution, and tried to subvert a presidential election. I want to play one more clip for you. This is a blast from the past here. Uh, well, no, we don't have it. I forgot to put uh, put that clip in the uh, in the hopper here. But um, finally, at long last, we're we're having a, a president go to Washington and hold the uh, the establishment uh, accountable. And you're going to hear for the next. Um, uh, Probably the next six years, as he continues to dismantle these uh, these people, um, them ob- object to uh, to all of this. Well, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, if you like this, uh, please like, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you're able to support this broadcast, go on over to our Patreon page and uh, pledge a dollar a month. Uh, so you'll continue to get updates on news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. 
Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Well, I can find my way. You're listening to Find My Way from Paul McCartney's latest album, McCartney 3. Labeled as one of 2020's best albums by Rolling Stone, this collection completes a trilogy that began in 1970. Now available on all music platforms.